I think about this often. And I like talking to people about it. Because me and Carl were in industries that were either unaffected or busier because of COVID. Yeah. Minus like the first, like the very, very beginning, the first three weeks when people were in like shock still. Totally. That's why, that's when you joined the club. Yeah. Carl, how was yours? How was construction in March and April last year? Honestly, at the very beginning, it's, it did slow down a little bit. It's just people didn't really know how to approach other people's houses and how to yeah. interact with people. Yeah, exactly. But for me, I was fortunate because uh, during that time I was working outside, so it didn't change anything. Mm. But at the beginning, it just people were just unsure. For us, it was so funny. 2020 was our busiest year ever. Yeah. Which is Sweet. crazy. In terms of like uh, amount, like sales volume. And, but the first half was probably, probably the slowest. I haven't looked at that exact number, but like January 1st to June 30th was probably the slowest in the last four or five years. But the second half was just nuts. So it made up, but you, you felt a dip too early on. Totally. Like right away. April was the slowest April I've ever seen. You right. golfed every day with us. Four days oh, a week. That's awesome. Four or five days a week. Four days a week, yeah. Yeah, uh, me, Brenton. My team might be listening, so we have to be careful. Always. Oh, no, yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brenton and I and Alex. Man, it was great to see Brenton out there. Five days a week for s- probably six weeks. Jeez. Until Lincoln guys. Lee pulled me and Brenton away to that's right. <laughs> rip down the interior of a house. Oh yeah, I almost got dragged into that. Yeah, Carl almost. We I tried to get Carl a gig, and then the crazy owner just went away from that plan and said he was going to demolish the whole house. And I don't think the house is still demolished, so I don't know what the hell he's doing. (laughs) So he just hired me to do nothing. He didn't live here though, right? He lives here. He's got a bunch of places. He lives in. I think now he lives in like a townhouse in Brentwood. Like at the bottom of one of the towers, south of where he used to live, hmm. closer to the freeway. But yeah, I don't know what the heck's going on. But they had a sweet property there. It's a cart. Uh, they had so many like berries, fruits, fruit trees, and stuff. <laughs> I just collected the whole time. That's <laughs> great. This is why I, I know you would never live in a park. You're too resourceful. That's true. Did, uh, was there ever like points of panic? For me? Yeah. No. Because your industry went from getting into busy season. Yeah. Because busy is It's probably the worst time for the company. Yeah. Because we lose money every winter. We never turn a profit during the winter anyway. Yeah. So it's just like get through the winter. Yeah. Through the weather. People aren't traveling to their like private homes and stuff. So the charter charter business is like null, and then and then you can't fly as long in the day, and it's shorter yeah. in the morning, right? So you can't have as many flights, and people just aren't traveling. And then in, we ramp up big time in the summer, and then and everybody's getting their overtime, and that's when that's when you make your money. And there's a lot of days where weather. Is bad and you can't it's fly affected, yeah. It's a fucked up business. I've so I've thought about this multiple times in my head. How does a company like Harbor Air make any money? 
it's expensive to get to Victoria, man. Like you, but it's to like, get to Victoria and back, you could you could buy a ticket to Toronto and back. Isn't it like one hundred and twenty bucks? I each think way? it's. I think it's no. It's like a two hundred and something. Hmm. You're spending like f- probably close to four fifty. So you can go to Palm Springs and back. Go to Toronto. I I don't understand Palm Springs either. They yeah. Uh, I mean, those flights are always packed, usually. How much money does it cost in fuel, though, to fly down there? And that stupid asset that you have that costs, what, $2 billion to build this stupid plane? The which? How much does it cost to build a big-ass plane like that? Like a WestJet plane? Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, our planes are like a couple million dollars. So a WestJet so plane might be 100? Yeah, 100 million. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Exactly. 100 million for one of those, what is that, 7? 737. 737. The Max 7. Max 7, which is, is that, back in business now. Those are like 150 seats? How many seats are No, there? like 300. 250 to 300. Oh, they're that big? Yeah. No. What's the one that goes to Palm Street? Because usually yeah, that Max, one's like 150. Max 8. 737, A320. Those are one twenty one million. One twenty one million. There you go. Yeah, those are normally the ones. You know, one of the things I loved about real estate and why I ch- chose this career is because the bear, like the cost to enter, is so yeah. small. That's you don't true. need an airplane. Cost me. I'd say it probably cost me twenty five hundred dollars to enter the industry to go through that course to get your license. Maybe a little more. Maybe like three grand. But versus starting an airline. Well, how many planes do you well, need for an airline? Okay, well, you start an airline like Harbor probably started with like one plane and used buying it used or something. Yeah, leased the plane. Mm. Probably didn't own it. It was like one Beaver, and they're doing like logging trips for loggers checking out log booms on the water somewhere. Right, that's how, the, how like what we originally did. Now? We probably have close to 40. Yeah. That's uh, like a privately owned, right? Just the one individual owns it? The owner has sold a portion of the company to a company, some sort of financial company. So back east in Toronto, so some private firm. Now owns part of it. So now they're kind of dipping their toes in. I think it'll be kind of ma- a major a majority owned by them at, eventually. But he still he still has control and decision decision wise, which is good. Cause they don't know anything about the airline industry. Yeah. They're <laughs> learning now as we go. How did that guy get into it? Have you like do you know him very he well? He was a pilot. He was a pilot. Yeah. His He's crazy. He lives in Squamish. He he flew down in his helicopter the other day, landed on our helipad, which is just outside our office. <laughs> so they, I think he shares, they have two helicopters and they share between like three families. He's got a cabin on West Lake, which is north of Seashell. Mm-hmm. Between... Uh, East of Campbell River, pretty much from the island on the mainland side. 
So it's got a private uh, place there on an island. And then he lives in Squamish on a farm. And they're like farming. They have cows and pigs and chicken. And not, they have a full... They just launched their uh, mm-hmm. website the other day, actually. When they came... When his daughter came in, who also flies a helicopter. She came in and told us about it. It was pretty cool. So they're selling their meat to mostly in Squamish, but it's cool. And they love to fly, so they're flying helicopters and planes all all the time. So he started a company. How long ago was that? 1982. 82? Yeah. I didn't think he was that old. How old is he? 60-something. My guess? He's probably close to 70. So he was like early 30s when he started. He's a young guy, though. And, or he's a young guy at heart. He's a healthy guy. That's 40 years ago? Yeah. And he, so he was a pilot. So he's in his 20s. That's how he started. Jesus. And then he, I think he had a partner at one time. I don't know the whole story. But. Does he still work a lot? Uh, Not for the harbor. He's always doing something. But... Um, I don't know. I couldn't tell yeah. you because I don't see him his day to day life. So I wouldn't want to get that wrong, but I he's like always busy. Or- yeah. I like the origin stories of businesses like that. <clears throat> yes. Like so, from an outsider looking in, being like Harbor Air, there's whatever, 40 planes you said. How does that begin? In logging. So it was like a logging company. Taking people to the log booms, charter, that kind of charter work. And then at some point they must have started doing trips to Nanaimo and Victoria. And then somehow we we own our building in Victoria. And that's mm. pretty much what makes us money now. Having that and going from Victoria to Vancouver, that was what really makes us money. And then tours in the summer mm-hmm. for tourism industry. That's hands down what makes us money. Everything else is just like, just having, just being there for those uh, communities pretty much. Yeah. Like the seashell. Nanaimo, Nanaimo makes money, uh, but like Salt Spring, we bought Salt Spring Air five, six years ago now. Mm. Whistler Air, we bought them, but our flights up there don't probably make any money. Uh, Comox, and we started going to Tofino. We bought, we bought a new plane for that, so that definitely doesn't make us any money. Because <laughs> <laughs> that would be a long flight. Uh, it's an hour <clears throat> flight. An hour? Yeah, but it's <clears throat> so heavily dependent on weather. Oh, I can't. So we bought a caravan that can fly in IFR. So there's like VFR and IFR flying. IFR is where you can fly through clouds and you're using your instruments. That's what the I stands for. Where visual, VFR is visual flight. So that's all of our flying is visual, which is why weather affects us a lot. Mm-hmm. The sea fog in Tofino and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So there's so much fog there. So you can fly IFR, but there's still limits to IFR flying. And there's no, the aircraft is not fully equipped for IFR flying because you need like, de-icing uh-huh. on the wings and stuff. So if you, 
So during the winter, it's pretty much you can't fly through cloud because it's as soon as you every like hundred meter, uh, every thousand meters, it's like pretty much minus two degrees. Every thousand meters you go up, Mm -hmm. it's two degrees colder. So if it's like four or five degrees, it's not snowing in Vancouver, you go up 4,000 feet. That's eight degrees colder. It's below freezing. You can't fly on that. So not until the summer can you fly through cloud. And the summer you don't get as much cloud, so it's like kind of defeats the purpose. <laughs> hmm. Which is why everybody who's tried to do that route has pretty much failed. How much does how much does a float plane cost? Like that one you guys just bought. Uh, our brand otters brand. I know are like two million dollars. <throat> That new is caravan. that brand new? Otters? No, they don't make otters any, anymore. So you'd have to refurbish one. How many seats on that? Is that the eight or sixteen one? Four, fourteen. Fourteen. A flying house, two million, yeah. eh? How long have you guys see a return on that sucker? Well, I think we own all of our single otters now. Okay. Okay. So that's a bonus. Our twin otter is like nineteen seats. And that one, uh, we, we've had a couple and we've sold some and then got one back and it's kind of weird. They don't make as, I mean, because we own all the single otters, we, those are our money makers. And the, the twins, they just have, they have a lot more mechanical issues usually. I don't know. It's weird. And then the beavers are. Workhorses. There's all these animals, <laughs> man. Like the, yeah, no, those are the five to six seaters. Okay. The little beavers. Have you taken one? Of Never, ones? ever in my life. You should do it. Okay. It's pretty cool. Assume, yeah. Just let Is it because they fly really low. It's like yeah, I mean, 500 feet. My favorite is going to Whistler in the, in the summer. Oh, that yeah. must be amazing. It's pretty much a, it's like a tour, pretty much. In all the mountains and everything, yeah. right? So I'll go up for the day and then come back. Is it a lot bumpier than a commercial flight? Prettier? Is it like uh, bumpier? Is oh, it right? bumpier? Uh, I don't think I've even noticed any turbulence. No, I've only maybe flown it like four or five times. But it, so it's not crazy. You're not getting tossed around the no, walls. Yeah, and stuff. No, no. I mean, it just all depends on the weather. I'm but sure there's days where yeah, it's there's windy. days, fun. windy days, and yeah. whatever. I'd love to fly in one. That's so you cool. Do it. Even like across the ocean is not super pretty because you're just looking at a big body of water yeah but like getting out of vancouver and in or like coming into vancouver is probably the yeah yeah the nicest totally or victoria is kind of cool where you see stanley park and it's pretty cool and all the mountains you fly over the vessel yeah because you're flying up over all the mountains fly over the Lionsgate bridge in that way how long is that one like 40 minutes Mm. 45 depending on which way the pilot goes that this summer Let's definitely do that. Go play Nicholas North. Because that's the lake it flies into, right? Yeah. Which, which one would you say? What is the lake called? Green Lake? Green Lake. Green Lake. That's where our base Nicholas is. Nicholas North Golf Course is like right there. Yeah. Like on one of the holes. On the back nine, it's like, yeah, it's like 12 or 13 or something. I think it's later, like 15. Is it? Mm. And you can see them lying right by the water? It's like right along the lake and cool. you can see the planes coming in. That's, that's awesome. Cool. Brenton and I and another buddy from work did that. Two years ago, two summers ago. It's really cool. Good day. Is Victoria to Vancouver your busiest 
Root? Yeah, in the what, good times. Yeah? What's number know? two? Nanaimo. Nanaimo, eh? Nanaimo. Is a Whistler up there or no? No, we we usually have two flights a day to Whistler. We'll have like a morning, which I will send a plane up there for the day. To, and it will do tours throughout the day. And then come, comes back at night. And then we'll do, usually it's a beaver that flies midday and just goes there and back. Damn, you know everything that's going on, eh? And then one, and then we'll go to from Victoria there too. Yeah. Cool, that's, that's awesome. My job, so I know. <laughs> <laughs> the logistics of a business like that, and it's not a huge business, right? Like, how many employees? How many pilots would they have? We are like in in good times, in the, like in the eight summer. to eighty to hundred. So pilots? comparatively 80? to like a WestJet or like an RBC or like a yes. big ass company, yeah, small, not comparable, but like. Our business, we have nine people on our team, and it can be a nightmare some days. <laughs> yeah. Versus 80 fucking pilots trying to figure out all these, f- man. Well, like, literally one of my jobs of scheduling, it takes all day from the moment you get there to the moment you leave, just scheduling the following day with all the pilots and the planes and the, the flights and which flights are going, which whatnot. And right now, I can do that job in like an hour. <laughs> an hour. Just because there's so many. Hour and a half. <laughs> yeah. What percentage capacity are you guys running at right now? 15, maybe. Hello. Yeah. It sucks, man. <clears throat> I hate that. A, I hate that so many businesses are just suffering like that. Yeah. It just some businesses are affected so much. Like you can't even run your business at all. Like, what are you supposed to do? No, no. I would hate to own it. Yeah. Oh, man. It seems, I don't know. <clears throat> it seems silly. It seems like, I like when people have choice. I feel like democracy, living in a free country like Canada. <laughs> Like, isn't that supposed to be the definition? I don't know. Like, people are allowed to make decisions. What? Yeah, versus make the decision best for yourself, right? Complete anarchy. Like, what's the right terminology for what the last 12 months have felt like? Tyranny? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Dictatorship? I don't know. It's <laughs> fucking crazy. <clears throat> and yet, you've been in that industry for a while. But over five years now. Did the... Did the idea to like explore other options or like go into the home inspector thing come because of COVID? Yeah, but I also maybe knew it pushed it, like, you quicker. I was also coming to a point where like I'm, I wasn't learning anything more. Like I can do my job with my eyes closed now, and so I need. I kind of want to like keep learning, keep figuring things out, mm. something new. I'll, and so that's what, and then COVID kind of brought up, brought that on. Quicker. Yeah. It's funny that like sometimes we need those little like kicks in the ass. Yeah. Well, my goal was always to be an air traffic controller. Yeah. And still kind of is. Mm. Really? Yeah. But, uh, but they won't be hiring for a long time either. So like, I'm not just going to wait there. around and sit around waiting for opportunities to come, right? Yeah. Somebody to knock on my door. I got to. That whole system is so myself. fucked. 
Just from what you've told me, I don't know it very well, but just from like what oh, you've told yeah. me. There's too much politics in it, which is like the worst part of it. Uh, I'm not, yeah, that doesn't attract me to it, but I know I'd be really good at it. So that's why I want to be it. It's so challenging when you know that your fate has nothing to do with your decisions. I know. Like working for a big corporation or like how you've explained to me how that like hiring process goes to get into that air traffic controller school or whatever it's called. Yeah. It's just, it's just bullshit. Like it's not like the best person wins. I firmly believe that the best person should win in everything, in sports, in business, in life. Like if you're better, you should need to I did, get the opportunity. They did like a simulator test and I like passed with flying colors on that. But I'm not the best interview interviewer. As your guests will find out. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't pass that part. That was on my third time through the the application process. So because I passed the first time and when I applied to Alberta. But I think my application somehow, something went wrong where I applied for the wrong kind of position. They gave me something I didn't really want. So I turned it down and reapplied. But you have to wait. You have to wait like a year, 18 months between the applications too, which is nuts. It's just uh, that part of it is just really shitty. What's harder? Qualifying at Q school for the Canadian tour. Yes, yes, that. Or getting into air tower control <laughs> school. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, you have to, you have to be so good at golf just to get to the point where you think about qualifying, <laughs> and then you have to qualify. Where anybody can apply to air traffic control, you don't need to be good at. Just the reason I made that comparison is because you said you have to wait a year. And I just remember Mike, like, so much pressure going to Q school. Because it's the you one time a year. If you have one bad day, You'd, and yeah. a bad day for him is like shooting 74, like two over. But it is kind of similar as, like, if I have a bad day or a bad interview, I have to wait have literally to wait a, year. a year and a half yeah. to applying, and then another, like, six months until you get an interview. <clears throat> so it's like a two-year wait. So it, it does suck. I feel I feel I'm on that. I know you fairly well. I like that you just do things. Like for example, COVID hit your industry very difficult, like very hard. Your work schedule went from forty hours a week to twenty mm-hmm. or la- I don't know. <laughs> And instead of being like, oh, fuck me, like, this sh- this is shit. I need to apply for this sir bullshit. You're just like, oh, just work, get another job. Yeah. Uh, that's why I think I've had like four different jobs. I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. With, with staying with Every time the I played golf time. with you, you were telling me about a new job. You're like, yeah. I was putting up Christmas lights this day. And then I was <laughs> yeah. like helping this oh, yeah, guy. I didn't, I didn't even think about that one. Yeah. Yeah, Christmas lights. Yeah. And then the reno thing. The reno, the, I've worked for the government on the election. That's right. I forgot about that. (laughs) That was only like four days, whatever. That was the worst job ever. I just literally stood outside 
I did not. I remember you being like, this is the board. Yeah, the board like there's thing. a sign that says go that way. Why do I need to be here? <laughs> <laughs> I remember you telling me what your job, like what the supervisor person said to do. And you're like, ask people if they have their ID and tell them to go that way. And you're like, that's it? <laughs> like yeah, the sign, a sign that, that says go the sign that says way. have your ID and out. Everybody and knows this way. And everybody knows <laughs> that you need your ID unless you live in Georgia. <laughs> where apparently people are very mad that you need ID to vote. <laughs> we won't go into that. <laughs> I like that a lot. I like that you just figured it out. Yeah. Oh, and then uh, some Uber driving. Dude, that is shocking to me. How, like, I was very curious because I was asking you, like, how much money you make per day. How many deliveries you do per day. I'm a hustler. <laughs> oh, I know. But it's pretty cool. Like, you're making, like, 40 bucks an hour. On the best day, yeah. Yeah. On the best day. Probably average around 30. It's so not bad. Complainers it's out not there, bad. Stop complaining. You can fucking... Open yeah. an app on your phone and yeah, deliver no, people so food. Easy. So make easy. thirty to forty bucks an hour. <laughs> I love that shit. Are you? Uh, it's my side hustle. That's how I would have put all that money into crypto. <laughs> get your money out. Put your money out of the bank. Oh, we're going to talk about crypto. <laughs> oh, we will. Yeah. How did you get into construction? Like all this, doing work with your hands and all this stuff. That was uh, Nathan's dad, Lincoln. <clears throat> Think, but like how you have to know how to I do some of it. I was golfing with him. I was golf so much. And you've never and done I, anything like this before. No, no. That was literally knocking down walls. Mm -hmm. You'd be surprised at what people fucking get up to, man. Even simple <laughs> things like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was pretty easy. And you liked it? You just like working no, with no, your hands? Sucked. Yeah, demolition sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I yeah, I ruined my back probably doing that. More than it was before. How did, did you, you learn though? My dad. You have no, yeah, but you don't have any like formal training. No, everything's on site. Yeah. Man, we were talking about this before. Your dad is a, is a, what a guy. I eh? call him a genie. Yeah. He just magically knows how to do everything. Yeah. Like you get in a crazy situation, you have no idea what you're going to do, and you just ask him and he has the answer right away. It's that sweet. It's question. Do you think that's because he is just a super intelligent human being? Yeah. And just figure shit out. Or is it just a compound of how many different scenarios he's found himself in? I think I think it's the how many scenarios, and I think he's stubborn. So no matter what the scenario is, he's always going to figure a way out. And I think you just keep doing that. Eventually, you learn how to do everything. Yeah, you yeah. see, you see everything. You see it all. But like, yeah, a lot of customers are just like, "Hey, what about this idea?" And he'll like let them know, like you know, like three steps down the line, this might happen. So it's not the best or whatever, but. And he saves people money, man. And totally. You just get the best decision and get the most out of your space. Sweet. I was talking with George. How do you say his name? His Polish name? Yeah. Jurek. Jurek? Jurek. Mm -hmm. Hold on. Whose is better? Mine or his? Say it again. Go. Jurek. <laughs> Jurek. 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 This was better. No. It's the U. Jurek. Jurek? How do you... Uh, Jurek, Jurek had a son named Casey Gunner. <laughs> <laughs> you can just talk about the cabinet today over there? Yeah. He's like, no, you don't want to do that. Yeah. I'm like, no, no, I want it over there. No, you don't, you don't want to do that. 
I'm like, well, the door's not going to open. He's like, no, the door open. Look at this. Door <laughs> like he literally did that. Look, look, door opens. Some people don't like that though. Yeah. No, but, I love it. Yeah. I'm yeah, like, yeah. oh, you're right. Okay, fine. Yeah, do it. Amazing. But like if you, some people, you know, they kind of want to have their own input, their own idea, but yeah. sometimes it's not the best. Yeah. What I mean. Trust the experts, Carl. Demo's yeah. easy though. You just swing a hammer. Mm-hmm. Until you... Until you I have no more walls to knock down. <laughs> Until you put a pull a sawzall right through a copper pipe. <laughs> yeah, that was sad. There was a f- something happened with water. Well, oh yeah, we knew where the water shut off was, so we just shut it off. That's important. Yeah. God, I, I forget what happened. There. That's for your bathtub. You're just downstairs. <laughs> That's for a second bath. Bathtub. I don't think I'll ever use that in the next five years. You're drying your clothes in there right now. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> So home inspector, right? That's what I'm... I'm doing a class right now, learning some stuff. So you're getting there, Carl. Sorry, Denny. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Line. I'm just kidding. But like you obviously... I was going to say, like, where the transition came. Yeah, that's like, what I'm curious. I, ever since I've known you, well, since high school, it's been like air traffic controller, air traffic controller. And it was like working in that field to try to get into that. I feel it like as an outsider looking in, I feel like you almost got sick of being up to someone else's decisions. Yeah, yeah. So that was my goal is to have something where, my ultimate goal is to have something where when I work harder, I benefit from. Mm -hmm. So that had to be what I was going to go into or learn next had to be something where when I'm proficient at it, that's what was going to be the outcome. Yeah. And then you're the one who mentioned it on the ninth hole at Pitt. Do you remember what hole? Yeah. <laughs> on the ninth hole. Yeah. Huh. Walking to our shots on the fairway. Last and you're spring? Like, Dude, the home inspector I use, he did 40 inspections. Yeah. I think it was 40 inspections in a month or something like that. Which is crazy. His he was busy so busy. Now is over sixty. Yeah, that's nuts. Well, you said now he like just does the couple teams, and he just does two a day or whatever, and then yeah, everything after that he'll just send. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, it's great to get it to a point in that in your business that you get to turn people turn, away and not feel bad about it. It is really cool, actually. <laughs> But yeah, he was. I was chatting with him at one uh, a couple months ago. He's like, Manu, it's mostly because his wife. <laughs> his wife is like, you can't do three in a day. Because if you do three in a day, that's like nine hours. And then you're writing the reports for yeah, like another I was five say hours. Afterwards. So you're working from like and He does it in the morning. So, so he does his reports wakes in the morning. Up to like he wakes up at like 4 a.m. Yeah, yeah, does all his reports and then goes to bed at 8. <laughs> but he doesn't get home till 7. <laughs> so he like barely... Anyway... So now he says he's doing two a day and then he's leaving the third open for the like few teams that he does a lot of business with, which oh. I love yeah, personally yeah, yeah, because <laughs> he fits us in. He's your go-to guy, right? Yeah, he's awesome. He's amazing. Do you feel like there's a shortage of home inspectors or is he it? He told me, so I didn't believe him. He yeah. told me a few months ago that there are under 500 home inspectors in BC. What? There's over a hundred people in our class and it's 
been, I think, between like 80 and 120. And but you can start on any month. Right. So it like it's a revolving right. door that opens and closes for people getting in and out. So there's a lot of people taking the course, I'd say. I'm taking his word for it. I don't know. I've never done any research on this, but he said it was a ridiculously low number. Like comparatively to realtors? Yeah. Like realtors oh, in yeah. Greater Vancouver, there's 14,000. Yeah. And then the Fraser Valley board has like another nine or 10,000. Huh. And he said, yeah, but a lot of those people who have licenses, they're doing something else and they just have a license as well, right? They're not. Totally. Totally. Not, like, well, so like carpenters and contractors and stuff, and they do this on the side or? Well, in our uh, board, I think I've told you, in our board, there's 14,000 realtors. Yeah. Only half do one deal per yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Like I would just, like John, that's not his job, but he still has a real estate yeah, license. Totally. Well, he does a little, he does more than the average person who's like doing his job. Yeah. But his dad probably has a license too and yeah. he hasn't sold a house in, I don't even know when. Yeah. Five years, whatever. Totally. What percentage of homes that you sell do people use a home inspector? 70? 78, so 7 out of 10. Most. Yep. There's lots of, in, in busy markets, It's it goes down because people get caught up in this like... Subject-free kind of, yeah. yeah. It's like, if you're buying an older single-family home, <laughs> it's a good idea to do home inspection. If you're buying a three-year-old condo, like the Different likelihood world. of something yeah. major coming up is pretty friggin' small. Yeah. Right. Because you know exactly how, what, what situation the plumbing is in, right? The but at the same exterior. time, it yeah. depends like what type of individual you are, right? Yeah. Like if you are super stretching yourself to get into a single family for 1.2 and you're draining your entire bank account to have a down payment, it's good to know if the drainage is shit yeah. and there's water coming in the basement you're going to spend 20 grand on the drainage in the next year. Yeah. It's good to know that. Versus if you're like wealth like a little bit wealthier and you're not draining yourself understanding that when you're buying a house in Greater Vancouver let's say you spend 1.5 million dollars in New West Burnaby where Port Moody. Mm-hmm. Out of that 1.5, 1.4 is for the piece of dirt that you're <laughs> yeah. living on. And 100 grand is for this old decrepit house that you're purchasing. Yeah. And you understand going in that the house is not of any value. I need to do some renos or whatever. De- depends on the situation. Mm-hmm. But I'd say like in most cases, yeah, 7 out of 10 maybe. <laughs> That's scary. Is it? I don't know. I've so. Like, would you use a home on. inspector? No, Does because gonna, you know yeah. all this stuff, right? Why yeah. did you do? I got George. Yeah, Yurek. Yurek, get over here, Yurek. I've bought seven houses in my life. Yeah, I've done zero home inspection. <laughs> <laughs> like. You know, old single family home. It's all been I condos. I know what you're into, right? This is brand new. New ass, too. Well, yeah, because like, I... Pretty big pile of shit. You oh, know yeah. what I, I... So I bought that lot for 1.295. No inspection. But that wasn't... Your plan wasn't... It was going to get... But in my developed. head, I'm thinking the land is worth 1.35. I bought it for 1295. It's going to cost me $40,000 to tear this piece of shit down. Why would I do home inspection on something that yeah. is just going to get bulldozed? As long as it... Honestly, the only big thing that would... Just... 
deter you from buying that would be an oil tank in the yeah. ground because then it could leak into your neighbor and then it's just... But a home inspection doesn't do that. That's a no, different... No, yeah, you'd get them somebody, a specialist. I'm not saying you should act like me. I'm saying that my risk tolerance compared <laughs> to a normal human yeah. is quite a bit higher. Yeah. Because I know a lot now in this industry and I know what buying a 1943 house is like literally I'm paying negative $30,000 for the house. That's in my head. That's what I'm thinking. I think the biggest thing for you is, you know, exactly how much stuff costs. Like you've done drain tile, like you were saying, right? You know exactly what it's going to be. Yeah. And most people don't. I think it's, yeah, most people don't No, I have a clue. No clue. They get surprised. That's the advantage of like a really knowledgeable realtor. Yes. Yes. Walking through a house and there's 40 people outside. Mm You can like be, hey, that roof is 20 years old. You have to replace that in five years. Mm-hmm. It's going to cost you twelve to $15,000. All the windows are original. They're 1980s. You don't have to replace them, but they're all foggy. Yeah, They look like shit. They're fine. But it's not eventually, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're going to need to replace them. It's going to cost 30 grand or whatever. That's, that's, that's invaluable information, it's man. Huge. It's huge. Game-changing. Game Looking changing. at piping, like a lot of people... It's just like a trigger, right? Like you walk into a house, look at the age of it, yeah. 1988, 1992. Sweet. Polybeam. Look for There's a few things. Hey, here. there's great pipes here. Yeah. Look in a couple of, like look under the sinks, look at coming out of the hot water tank. Mm-hmm. They're all gray. Well, probably most of the house is poly B. Yeah. What percentage of realtors do you think know what Poly B is? Uh, that's a great question. Poly B. <laughs> that's like, so, a, that's a, it's like the, one of the main things. Of knowing about a house. Red flag, right? right? One of the red flags. Have you talked to the main red so flags? Ask me about insurance companies after because I got okay. a new update as of like two or three months ago yeah. about insurance companies. Okay. Uh, what percentage of realtors know what Poly B is? I'd say high 50 to 60. Yeah. What Fuck, percentage of them during a showing are, are able to locate it, mm-hmm. point it out, and educate the consumer on what it is? Like, I think I'm being very conservatively high estimating here at 2%. Jesus, man. And I I feel like I'm being really generous. You do 100 deals a year and that comes up twice with the other people. Yeah. Huh. There's really good realtors in Greater Vancouver that sell a lot. Good in the sense that they sell a lot of homes that I've done deals with and they just have no idea. No it. idea, eh? Is there any realtors that show up like a Constru- st- like step ladder? Constru- talking about construction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like contract-wise and like walking people through a transaction, they're great. Yeah. Construction-wise, they have no clue. But if they've never built a house or like gone through stuff like you and Jamie totally. have, how could they ever know? All totally. you're doing is just selling houses. Well, if, you, if you're present at a home inspection, you would you would learn that over, over That's time. the thing, right? For, so, good example. Mm-hmm. For my first like four years, I went to every single home inspection and just listened to the, the yeah. guy talk, right? Ask David questions. did a lot of them. Yeah. I just listened. And then he would say things and I'd ask questions. Oh, I didn't really understand how you explained like, what is what's so negative about poly B? Mm-hmm. And then they talk about the fittings. Oh, okay. Well, what are like what are good fittings? Copper ones. Okay. How do you look like they're fucking brown? You know, versus <laughs> their sandpaper. Right? Like, yeah. But it's just asking questions. Yeah. 
100%. I think a lot of people are scared to ask questions. Hmm. And then, so doing the big reno was just like next level. Yeah, yeah. So it goes from like listening to home inspectors and you're really just getting educated when there's a problem, right? Because if there's no problems, the home inspector report you. and summary is pretty quick and easy and you don't really get much out of it. But if there's a problem, then you can ask questions. Okay, well, the foundation is cracked here. Like, what does that mean? Well, the house has been standing for 86 years. <laughs> like, it's probably not going to fall over tomorrow. <laughs> you know, like, there's lots of things that you can ask afterwards. But but going through the reno and doing it all for yourself yeah. and, like, understanding that, you know, here's the invoice for all the electricals, $35,000. Correct. That's more than I thought it would be. Yeah. You know, like, doing all of that stuff was just next level all like doing asbestos testing yeah. and like doing all the drainage and understanding that like when the ditch is dug, that's a big labor thing, right? Someone literally, literally is just digging, shoveling yeah. dirt. What is it? Six feet down? I don't know. It's, oh, yeah. It's deep. It depends where you are, but yeah. But you're just shoveling dirt and that is so labor intensive. But then they're like spraying the whole foundation with yeah. tar, yeah. basically. And then they're dimple boarding it. And then they're backfilling with drain. Like, no, well, the pipes go down first. And then yeah. they're backfilling with drain. So, like, there's a lot that goes into it versus mm-hmm. just, oh, yeah, a new drain tile. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right? Yeah. Like, what does that yeah. even mean? For a consumer, they have no idea. No idea. Right? So, if you can educate them on, like, what the process looks like and, mm-hmm. like, how long it takes and how much it costs, yeah, it's, yeah. it's next level. And then you can, like... When you're walking through new homes or when you're walking through homes that say they're, you know, fully updated, you can point out this stuff, right? You're walking around the outside and you can see the dimple board coming out of the soil, right? Yes. Yeah. You can be like, oh, it looks like they've done some drainage work. We should ask them, you know, did they do the whole house? Did they do this little corner? What are they? That's, yeah. Just valuable information there. It's all clues that you need to pick up, right? And like huge years. All the windows, like most windows have a little sticker inside the panes that says the year they're manufactured. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people have no idea about that. It's crazy. Like as consumers are walking through houses, all just like uh there's just like things I go through and I'll look at the windows and if you see a little sticker, oh they did the windows in two thousand six. Like, how do you know that? Those guys build houses on the <laughs> hey, side, man. Look at <laughs> look at this. There's a sticker there that says two thousand six. <laughs> Not a magician. Yeah. Just knowing what to look for. But there's no school for this kind of stuff, right? Life. You don't learn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but like for real estate, like course, yeah, yeah. you're not going to know this shit no. at all. No. How can you compete with guys that know this stuff? I mean, you just got to learn. You just got to Yes. You have awesome. to. Yep. Figure it out on the way. Okay. Go back to your idea of working for yourself. Because I like this. This is what fires me up. I mean. Yeah. Well, my, my idea is like, it doesn't matter what it is, but. Whatever it is, when I work harder, I benefit from it, which I've very rarely experienced through working up till now. But I... It's kind of what sports taught me. Yeah. Like in sports... You get out what you... Remember what Randy said to me on that stupid scorecard? I don't know if I've told you this story. I was grade nine, I think. Was it grade nine? CP. Yeah. It was the first year of CP. Okay. And so it was like grade nine, like we're the youngest people, grade nines, like me and Rob and Dylan and I think Graham was there. I don't know. 
There's only like eight kids each age. Mm-hmm. But we're playing against grade twelves, and we're playing against Tyrell Mara. Oh yeah, Tyrell Mara is like six four two forty. Oh yeah, he's a beast. And in grade nine, I'm probably six feet one hundred and thirty six pounds. <laughs> Tyrell was a was a beast. Yeah. Just a different size team. Oh, yeah. yeah, very different. Anyway, at the end of CP, it was like every Saturday, Sunday from like September to November, and then like skip the basketball season. Then it was like April to June or something. I don't know. And at the end, we get scorecards. So Randy does mine. He was, I think he was, I don't know if he was dating my sister yet or not. No, he's married to my sister, but he, on my scorecard, it's like left hand, like one out of 10 (laughs) shooting, like six out of 10 whatever ball handling like five out of ten and at the bottom it was like work ethic and it was like 10 out of 10 and he's like he had one comment there was like a note section it's like the only reason this kid's good and for some reason that just like stuck in my head i'm like all right well i guess i'm just gonna be that guy yeah work harder than that totally and i i don't know if it was that specific day but like getting out of high school going into like, what am I supposed to do with my life? I always knew that I wanted it to be something that the harder I work, the more successful I can be. And like, I'm in control. I don't want other people to tell me that, like, you know, Janet is better than you or, you know, like measuring me against someone else. I wanted to be in control of that. And real estate, I just kind of luckily found this crazy industry, but it's like, I think it's so perfect for my personality and what I wanted out of it. Yeah, in good times at Harbor, I, I can pick up more shifts and do yeah. whatever and work more hours yeah. and just run myself to the ground. But there's a better way of going about it and yeah. doing it. And when you're in total control, you'll benefit way more. I think that's one of the things I said to you. I don't know if it was on the ninth hole. You said it was on the ninth hole. So let's <laughs> stick with that. <laughs> ninth hole, Carl. 350-yard par four, around the corner. You got to hit an iron off the tee. It's a <laughs> really, really well-designed hole. Canada driver. It's a great hole. It's a good hole. Punk used to be number 18. Yeah. I never played it that way. I have only in the golden years. I like the back nine better. So I like the second. You like it better? Like, you like the holes better? It's easier. Or, yeah, I was gonna say. I usually score better. I usually score better on the back, <laughs> so I like it. But I think one of the things I said to you is like, you work hard enough to be in control. Yeah, you're not someone that needs like to take days off and just be secure with. Okay, well, you know, you're gonna make sixty grand this year. If you show up for two thirds of the days, doesn't matter. You're still gonna make sixty grand. Yeah, or what? You know, whatever. I want a certain lifestyle too, I'm like working towards that, where I can golf because, like, golf is pretty important to me, and I have goals in golf where I want to still compete till I'm till I die. Like, you can. That's the great thing about amateur golf is that you can compete as long as you're healthy. All your life. One of the best golfers I knew at Pitt Meadows died last year. Goodman 
and he was a pro. He, like he was so good, wasn't a pro. He was an amateur golfer, but he competed until the year he died, pretty much. So he was he was so good. So it can be done as long as you're a healthy human. Do you think I'm gonna ever be on a singular day? Yeah, you've done that before. No, no, no like in a year. Um, no. <laughs> you don't think it's possible? No, it's possible. It's definitely possible. Who do you think has a better chance, me or DeAnge? You, because when you put your mind to it, like you've been to the, <laughs> or I, you can like see it. You've been to the the range every day in the last, like you just made up your mind that you wanted to be this good and you like set a date and then you're like, okay, well I got to work. I got to hit balls every single day until, until then to get to this certain point. So you can just see it. It's a weird thing. Eh? Right. So yeah, you're, you're well on your way to getting there. New which is great goal. to see. I'm going to beat Thurman over one year. Oh, I've, yeah, I, I mean, I just have a lot. I've been playing a lot longer, so I've I've gone through your I'm stages. Not use that as an excuse. No, I know. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I mean, you don't need to be playing. A, like, there's many players that have played for 15 years and are still shit. There's a lot of realtors right? that so you can have a lot more years than me. Have to be much better than them. I say, <laughs> I say, I've said this before. You got to be smarter. Mm -hmm. You got to practice smarter. Play smarter. It's not like purely how many hours you put in. You gotta be efficient with your time, right? Efficient with your time. That's like that's like one of my life efficiency. Efficiency. Like yeah. I you, live my life trying to be efficient. Do you think hours can be detrimental though? Yeah, at a certain point, yeah. There's definitely diminishing marginal returns on everything. Do you think you stop getting better at a certain point, or do you think you get worse at a certain point? Yeah, I don't think is, you get worse. I'm talking about unless you're practicing bad habits. <laughs> unless you're practicing bad habits. Yeah. So if if you're practicing bad habits, then yes, you're getting worse. But if you're not, and you're just getting tired, but usually being tired, it's mental, right? It it's mental. At that point. Then you get into bad habits, and that's yeah, a yeah. step. So yeah, there is definitely too much, but the more the better shape you're in, the more you can train and the more hours you can put in. Do you think Carl, he's subconsciously telling me to practice less so that I can't beat him? No. No, because you're not at that point. There's def you're definitely not overdoing it no, yet. No. Okay. <laughs> those, are, those are like guys, pros that are literally spending all day at the golf course. Like Bryson DeChambeau. Yeah. How many I think he's okay though because he's in the best shape. Yeah. And he's done every single physical test possible <laughs> to make sure he's in the best shape. So he's fine with the amount of hours he's putting in. But even he could overdo it. Mm. Like, he doesn't win every week still. I I think the weeks he plays best is when he's putting the best. It's such a weird sport. Like, he, he his putting is super good when he's on. Super good. Do you think he has a putter that's fitted to him? Yes. Is that why you want to get a putter that's fitted to you? Um, not directly on Bryson. <laughs> but I know it was possible because when I got fitted for my irons, he was talking about fitting for wedges and putters. I'm like, oh, that's... I didn't even know if that was possible. 
like the angle of your putter to get the perfect roll. It depends on, on like your yoke. if you're like forward press or not, and the weight of the weight of it. The reason I haven't done a lot of that stuff is because I you don't think you're good enough, or like well, your one I don't your think isn't to, where it wants to be before you get. I don't think my swing is consistent enough. I think every well, year I'm trying to now. change something to get better. Yeah, I know, but I I don't know if they take that into consideration. Like, I think you can still get fitted before you're changing little things. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not you're not changing your whole swing. I think it's worth it for somebody like you. Still, like you're already you you have good clubs, so it's, I'm not saying go mm-hmm. go get it, but. I think somebody of your talent level. Talent. It would benefit. Is that intimidation? What? <laughs> no, somebody of your talent level would benefit from a uh, club fitting for sure. You don't have to, like, you can't just be like Mike Bell. Only the Mike Bells can get fitted for clubs because how do you much get better to than there? me. Yes. But. <laughs> Everybody at certain levels can get fitted for clubs. That's fair. Not just the best. I feel like I keep changing my swing, though. Yeah, it's a trial and error, man. I did that for like 10 years, 12 years. I feel like it's never going to I just stop. watched, I literally watched Golf Channel, <laughs> playing lessons with the pros. And I was like, oh, I'll try that next time I'm at the range. Literally, I spent like summers, me and Nathan Lee at Pitt. My mom would drop me off in the morning. On her way to work, be there all day. You just hit balls, play golf. Carl, when me and you, were, when I was trying to harass you to go to the gym and yeah. shoot with me, you should yeah. have just said, no, just go to the driving range. Of course, were you to left me alone? No, just tell me to go play golf. <laughs> I wasted all my time with basketball. <clears throat> you didn't waste your time. Yeah, I don't think you wasted your time. No. Imagine where I could be if I spent all that time playing golf. Would you be the same person? I'd be better at golf. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I can't argue that. Golf. If I hung out with Mike Bell every day, eight hours a day at VGC, maybe we'll hit the ball again. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. It is so stupid how good that kid is. Does he like put you in your place when you play him? It's unbelievably hilarious. Fuck it's it. like you playing a six-year-old girl. At basketball. <laughs> Me and Chris, we beat those suckers last time we played. Just that part. That's because of me. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's pro, man. I mean, fuck. Yeah, he's pro. He's it's next level. Nice. He just hits the ball so clean every single time. The consistency, right? Fuck. It's like Peja Stojakovic. Mm-hmm. Blast from the Sacramento past. Kings, 2003. Yep. Having a three-point competition with Shaquille O'Neal. That's tough. Yeah, I think he, yeah, it's not going to be close. I, it was a funny, I don't know if this is an accurate comment, but when we played with him last, he's hitting the ball consistently 60 yards farther than me. Yeah. I don't know, 60? I don't think 60. When he hits it good, it's 330. In the winter in Pitt Meadows, like winter, April, like it's not firm out there. And I'm hitting it 260, 270. Mm-hmm. He had 48 yards in on, at 14, on 14. I didn't play with you that 
that round. And I, I'm like, man, you have to be the longest guy on Canadian tour, like top five. This, and he, what? <laughs> I like what he said. Well, he looks at me. He's like, he's like, Dude. I think I'm one of the longest people in the world. <laughs> really? Eh? In the world, man. He doesn't swing the hard. Like, it's just technique. It is. Technique, it's so yeah. crazy. Does it ever get like depressing playing with him, or do you just no? I'm you just awe know, awe yeah. Every okay, you respect it. Yeah, yeah. Every time he hits the golf ball, I'm just like staring at every little motion that he's doing. Yeah, and it's so simple. His swing is so simple. He brings it back only seventy five percent of the way. I don't know. It's not seventy five. It's just that's. Like, looks you like would it. say that with like Tony Finau too, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like a shorter looking swing. Yeah. But that's still like that's like his hundred percent. It doesn't go. It doesn't go parallel. His like arms don't get up here. But the club doesn't go parallel. But the club still gets pretty close to parallel. Mike's does anyway. Tony maybe maybe just slightly short. Hmm. Unless he's hitting like some sort of knockdown shot or whatever. I don't think so. <laughs> Mike does. Yeah. Mm-mm. You know, watch his videos, man. Mm-mm. <laughs> it's like this. It's like pointed up like that. It's not here. Okay. I'll work. I'll watch again. Text him. Tell him to send us, <laughs> tell him to send us a video. We'll reconvene this conversation in five minutes. <laughs> okay. So, why home inspection? It's a good question. That's because you, well, you got, you like mentioned it and said it. And then I kind of just researched it, looked it up. I thought it would be something I'd be interested in. I like the real estate aspect industry. It's such a cool industry. There's I know a lot so of people in different, it. So, yeah. There's like so many different avenues. Yeah. Home inspectors and appraisals and like mortgages and mm-hmm. realtors and construct, like, Trades guys and being a part of the the family of friends in the industry. It's not a bad thing. No, right? Maybe maybe like easier to start out knowing people for sure. Hundred percent. Than it would be if I didn't know anybody. My disadvantage is not a lot of inspectors come from like being an electrician, being whatever. But even then, like an electrician's and doesn't know roofing, right? So they have an advantage in one aspect of the house, but they don't know everything about a home. So it's just like... If you ever have a question or a... I know lots of people. A a conundrum. Yeah. You can just call George. Yeah. I know. Yurik. (laughs) See? There you go. Dude, that guy's brilliant. I love (laughs) it. Exactly. So it's just like, I call Carl. But yeah, but then Carl's, Carl's going to be like, yeah, I'll call you back in two know. minutes. Yeah. And then Carl's going <laughs> to call Let you. Let me verify this. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Are you excited? Yeah. Yeah. I still got a way, like, still got a ways to go. But Only a few more months? Yeah, for the course to end. And then there's like, you got to do training. What does the training look like? It's about 100 hours. Just following. They say minimum 75, but they say like. Before you can do your like test, your like training test. So then, about a hundred. You do a test inspection that someone says, yeah. "Yes, you're passing." Now exactly. you can do your own. Yeah. Hmm. 
What's the goal? What's the plan? Is the plan to like start on your own right away? Pass yeah. the inspection and be like, boom, here's a logo. Alex Thurman inspectors, inspections. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. Website. Yeah. Get giddy up. 100%. Social media. Yeah. Cause I can do that while still working at Harbor. Yeah. I just won't. My availability, like, I don't know. It'll depend on how busy, how successful I am out of the gate kind of thing. But I can just, I can work that into my life. Still working at Harbor. Have you thought about like, what you're going to spend time on in the first year. Like building a website. Yeah. Social media presence. So like, we'll probably hopefully do that like in the fall when things slow down at Harper, I can kind of work on that kind of stuff. Uh, build a website and like reach out to real estate agents kind of thing. Just let people know that I'm, that I exist. Go from there. Any like ideas that you plan to put into practice? Uh, like a discount kind of thing, or like tell people um, I'm new in the industry. If you need somebody on like really short notice, give me a call. I'll come running. <laughs> I'll be your guy for that. I don't know. Yeah, some stuff, something like that. What do you have you started like following or watching any like bigger inspection companies in BC? Um, you told me one. I follow one group on Instagram, and then I've done a a couple of. Uh, I followed David around a couple of times, so that that was pretty cool, very interesting. That helps. The more I can do that, I think the better maybe I'll yeah. like continuously try to do that mm-hmm. after I'm done. Cause it's like, it's one thing to do that now where I don't know anything yeah. or like I didn't at the time. So I'm just like, I'm looking at following him around. He's talking and I don't know 90% of what he's talking about. <laughs> like I have no idea. He's talking about inside the electrical panel. And I'm like, I have no idea what any of these things are. <laughs> Arcing, double tapping. Yeah. Double, yeah. Like, <laughs> Size of the wires, like, yeah. yeah, I don't know nothing. <laughs> Electrical's fucked. Electrical is strange. Like a lot of other things, visually you can like see. Yeah, you can see what color the piping is, like yeah, things like yeah. that. Versus electrical is a little weird. Yeah, like a double tap. Unless you knew that doesn't look wrong. Exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's like oh, there's two wires attached to it. What's wrong with that? Knob and tube is very easy. Just yeah. string it around yeah. and yeah. Yeah. It's right easy. in the open. But like the difference between aluminum wiring and copper wiring, I don't know what. Do you know what the difference is? How can you spot it visually? Isn't it, or do you the, need the sheathing is a little bit different. The whatever on yeah. is on the exterior. Yeah, the color or what? I can't. Dude, I haven't seen aluminum wiring in, in so in long. It's like seventies, eighties. Yes. Yeah. Just not as conductive as copper. Yeah, aluminum is more like silver looking. I think. But the, but not the ex- so the wiring is wrapped in. Something, oh yeah, right? yeah. So you have to look at the end. Yeah, yeah. But like That's as attached. a realtor, I'm not pulling an outlet off the wall to look. Like, yeah, oh, you won't be able to tell. Yeah. But the you can't tell until by, you go to the okay. to the panel. Yeah, you won't you won't know unless you like look at where it's exposed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that which is stuff, a lot like, of home inspection. It's like it's a visual inspection. It's not a be all end all like. Mm-hmm. 
there's so much shit behind walls that you don't know. Totally. Cracks. The electrical kill. The ways fucked. that I think home inspectors really, really help people is um, electrical stuff with like that, what I just explained that I can't see. Uh, water ingress in like bathrooms. Yeah. You can't see that. Like, yes, you can see that maybe there's like slight cracks in the grout. But you don't know if that is like a month old or six years old. Yeah. And, and water's leaks. been going back there for six years. Yeah. Yeah. Water ingress. Water ingress anywhere. Like even just like getting in the attics and like um insulation stuff or like rodents and shit like that that mm-hmm. like that clients are not climbing in no, an attic no. during a proper crawl spaces right? that are yeah. like I know some inspectors don't do it either. The bad ones. Yeah. They're scared to. And David has like a little, th- I don't know, three or six foot scope that he like puts oh, down wow. drainage. Yeah. With a little camera on it to see if there's any blockages and stuff. Hmm. So like that's like a e- little extra add on that a lot of inspectors it, don't do. Exactly. It's the same thing like you knowing stuff about construction, right? Totally. Being a realtor. Just these little extra things. Yeah. Construction's crazy, man. Here's a heat. Sense uh, a thermal, a thermal, thermal detection, imaging, imaging yeah, yeah, which it's most, cool. yeah, most inspectors don't have that. And you're supposed to, from what I've learned through the class, you're supposed to take a course if you're going to use it because mm. it's very technical and you can screw it up if you use it incorrectly. Well, most don't use it because it costs five grand. That yeah, <laughs> it costs five grand for a unit. He said his little thermal yeah. imaging camera costs five grand. Damn, the predator vision. It's pretty cool. <laughs> you ever run a few times? He's like, watch this. And like, he'll, this is like a buyer or like the realtor is walking by and I like put it on there. <laughs> it's like bright red yeah. around them and everything else is blue. He's like, I don't know. It's pretty funny. It looks like, uh, kind of like, like what you would see in like, what are those dark goggles called when you're in the dark? night vision? Night vision goggles. Yeah, it looks like that. So like, and what is he looking for? Like drafts, like around windows or exterior stuff. Yeah, looking for Leaks. water. Yeah, looking for any places that cold. their insulation yeah. is really weak. So like, if you're going Insulation's along the missing. corners of walls and there's really poor insulation in one section, it'll be really cold. Versus huh. like the section you can next tell right away. Be, eh? Yeah, that's warmer. fucking yeah. How do you compete with that information? Right. It's, yeah, it's next level. It's not that surface level inspection. It's a little bit better. It's funny. Like we've had some clients who are very analytical and they'll ask questions like, well, is it going to leak in a year from now? <laughs> and, <laughs> and you know, his responses are always like very thorough. Like, you know, all I can tell you is what is happening today. And I can tell you that the windows and the skylight, like I'm talking about a spe- specific situation in my head, the skylights are 35 years old. Mm-hmm. They're at the end of their useful life. This is how long they last. You can see they're getting foggy on the inside. Usually when they start getting foggy, the seal's broken and potential to start leaking. They're not leaking today. Well, how long is it going to be? I can't answer that question. Like, could be, could be tomorrow. Could be 25 years from now. Yeah. But like, just the way... You have to understand that you're doing a home inspection today. Today, yeah. It's not tomorrow. It's not the next I time can, it rains really heavily. It's If you today. pay me... F- $500, I will come back every single day yeah. <laughs> well, and inspect it for you. And so this specific inspection was in the middle of August and it hadn't rained in like four weeks. And so yeah. they're like, well, has there been any history of leakage? And it, and he's like, well, it's dry today, but it hasn't rained 
in a month. Yeah. So even if it was leaking, it would be dry because it's been 33 degrees for the last 29 days, right? (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. So you have to understand that. Yeah. You're paying $500 for inspection. It's not like a $25,000 like assessment. Because yeah. you have to get a specialist on every little thing. Every Exactly. If you it's want that. Humans, right? yeah. And then you're paying twenty five grand. Yeah. Or you just ask Carl's dad to come. Yeah. All in one. <laughs> <laughs> this is literally a promotional podcast for your company, Carl. Oh, yeah. I'm just While we're promoting, <laughs> yeah. you should get a link to uh, donate to our... Uh, Oh, yeah. Uh, workout for cancer, whatever it's called. BC Work- Cancer. Alex and I are working out every day this month. You are? For cancer, yeah. Day. We're collecting donations. It's promotional. Right now. Yeah. What's, yeah. It, what, what's the link at? It's some BC Cancer thing. I yeah, think, but we want it to us. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll post it in the notes. Okay, sweet. Don't, straight donation to us. Swipe up, swipe up, or there'll be a link. <laughs> <laughs> How did you get involved in that? Mike asked me. I'm assuming Mike asked you. Mm-hmm. Mike started it. What's our group name? Mike's Breast Mike, Friends. Mike's Breast Friends. Yeah. yeah. Why didn't Mike ask me? I don't know. You should. You want to do it? You can start. I think you can join. Anybody can join. Yeah. There's like a join now link. People are still joining all the time. Yeah. So far, um, what day is seven? Are you I'm seven for seven. Nice. You're what? I'm seven for seven. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I haven't failed yet. Today I have to go right after this. Uh, after this? Yeah, I haven't done anything today. Unless you count all these stairs, but I don't count that. Same with me. I don't. I didn't count. If it's all. part of work, it doesn't count. Yeah. Man. <laughs> I'm not gonna take people's donations and just continue on with the day yeah, regularly. Exactly. <laughs> what you were gonna do anyway? Has to be something extra. Uh, yeah. I did a. I usually run every day, but. Today, I, for the first time, I did a 30-minute core exercise. Oh. Which killed me. Let's see if I wake up tomorrow. I feel like I'd be good at this competition. You'd be great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You'd be phenomenal. It's funny. I don't know. I don't know where this comes from, but it's like a motivation internally. Like someone asked me recently to go to a spin class or like watch a spin class on a stupid Peloton bike. I have no interest in doing that. Like, no, it's fun. Like they make you work harder. I'm like, I don't need people to tell me to work harder. I don't know. It's just It's good motivation though. But what if you're racing other people? I hate when people yell at me. I tell them to fuck off. Like I'll yell, I would yell at a screen. What if you started racing against other people? Yeah. yeah. And there was no trainer. I don't give a shit about Jason. Like on his bike next to me. I don't care. So what motivates you? Me. I want to get better. But you said you well, want to beat me at golf. Yeah, you have like goals, the, right? I just want to be you. good though. Yeah. I don't really care about Alex Thierman's score. There's a hierarchy of goals too. Yeah. Golf is not number one. If it was number one, I would spend 14 hours a day doing it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> golf is like but a secondary thing. golf is pretty high there is- for me. But to be able to golf more, I have to do other things now. You have to delay, delay the yeah. gratification, so to speak. That's similar to right me. to get to a point where you can do your main goal, right? Because you can't live and play golf every day. <laughs> golf is never going to be a main goal for me because I'm too old to start being good. That's a false. 
What do you mean that? There's a lot of people that start late in life and still get really good. You're, you're okay. just, I can get good, yeah. but I'm not going to make money. No, no. Yeah. I'm, My goal is well, never to make money at golf. Well, I never want making to money pro. gives you freedom to do whatever you want. Yeah. True. And that's kind of my outlook on life is I want to make a lot of money early so I can do whatever the fuck I want. Hmm. Yeah. Same here. Like go to Palm Springs and play golf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to be good enough that when I'm in Palm Springs, I enjoy it. It's, yeah, a, so it's gotta, a fine balance. <laughs> exactly. So you still yeah. got to play now. <laughs> exactly. Because you fall too far behind. Yeah. Exactly. Or if you play too much now, you won't have money for later. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Right. You have to find the happy medium, the balance. Still working on it. The swing is coming along. It is. Look good today. I was talking to Carl today, trying to source some sort of drop-down platform yeah. in the garage. Some kind of netting get system. A, get a little piece of turf in the garage, and I can hit wedges. Mm. I can probably hit up to seven iron in there. If I'm hitting three iron, I'm probably scraping the ceiling. And driver, I'm probably knocking the head off the driver. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to do that. <laughs> it's yeah, maybe I don't know. You could you could do your chipping and whatnot. Maybe you wait till your next property to get a basement. I think this summer I'm gonna get one of those little mats. Yeah, and just like a net, just so I can work on contact. Contact. Yeah, that's a good idea. And balance. Maybe put a mirror on the wall mm. so I can see my head so I'm not going up and down. But you can't really. A mirror is because you're not looking at the mirror while you swing. But you can do drills like a. You yeah. just set you up slow that, motion cameras. You can do that one leg, yeah. like a drill thing. Slow motion cameras. I did that today for Danny. Can I borrow your Lumix? <laughs> we can try. <laughs> I don't know if it goes slow enough. <laughs> Isn't this like. 280,000 frames a second? No. What is it? 50. 50? Right now I'm recording at 50. That's more than enough. It's more than enough. I think it goes up to like 240 or something. Three what does my iPhone do? I don't know. Because it has like a super slow-mo function, right? Yeah. It's pretty slow That would be pretty good. Yeah, the one you sent today. The one was videotaping my swing today. Nice. That's like the best way to learn though, right? Like you totally. have to analyze yourself. Or lately... The guy's been like sending their swings to Mike Bell and he'll analyze oh. and then he'll. Okay, I got to pee, but you should talk about how good Mike's analytical skills are. Is it just me or is he really good at it? No, he's really good. That's why I said like last week or two weeks, three weeks ago, whatever it was like, you should do, you should copy other people who do the same thing mm. and create his promotional videos and then. I don't know, that's a gateway to like start doing lessons. I don't know if he wants to do that though. I don't know either. But he's pretty good at doing his little videos. Seems like he just enjoys helping people, but he has no interest of making that a career. Like he really loves golf, seems like. Yeah. And I don't he know. loves that his friends love golf and he wants to help them be better at playing golf. But it's not like he wants to go help Martha who is 86 years old, who's yeah. shooting 149, no. get her to Like a certain level of golfer, mm. not a, not Martha. He doesn't want to work at a municipal golf course. No, and hope And Martha. just accept lessons. There's too many Marthas. <laughs> Real estate investing, next topic, okay. go. Block and a half away from here, yeah. just down the street. Nice. 
and also JC bought one. But she's two doors down from me. So I bought my place in April or May. Poor sucker in the middle, eh? Pardon? Poor sucker in the middle. I know. (laughs) I know. We're going to be playing toss, like football, across the balcony. With Nerf. (laughs) We're going to be with like Nerf guns. (laughs) Chipping? Yeah. (laughs) Some poor person in the middle. Going to be a 95 year old grandma dodging Nerf bullets. Carl, you're a great example of this. Yes. How important long term is owning real estate in Greater Vancouver? I mean, if you bought your first condo for like what, three, two sixty nine, two sixty nine, seventy nine, yeah, it's crazy. Crazy. One bedroom, Uh, Berkwell, Berkwell, yeah, okay, where you slept, yeah. I just think like that's you have to do something. Uh, No, it's probably like four fifty now. Yeah, four fifty ish. So what, what year did you buy it? 2016 at the end yeah, of it? Yeah, so just before Strata yeah. went crazy. Yes. Yeah. Mr. Is that high rise? No, no it's a four-story. What, okay. what On frame? Foster? No. What Smith. Smith. Right on Smith there. And now they tore up the, that entire park and they're just, yeah. it's going to be so different. Is that park going to be Towers? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's gonna be towers, and they're like that whole like strip mall. Was they're it gonna, new? Yeah, yeah. New build? Or? No, it was when I bought it. I think it was like six or seven years old. Okay, I think so it's like 2010. I thought it was twenty thirteen that building for twenty thirteen. It is. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, so it's now. So it's younger. Yeah. yeah. Sweet. But I just think like you have to do something with your money. You have to invest get in it. something. Yeah, get it the heck out of <clears throat> bank accounts. <laughs> we're lucky that Vancouver is bumping right now, right? So like. You see, like the returns on fucking putting money but in yeah, the ca- like the capital gain part, but you can still earn money renting, right? Like anywhere yeah. you are. Yeah. You don't have to, it doesn't have to be money because you could never take your money out of that place and still get a sweet return. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be any different than buying a place somewhere else. Other yeah. than what you pass along to maybe kids or whatever one day, right? Just different That's ways true. to invest in real estate <clears throat> or how to get money out of it. The equity and all that. Yeah. yeah. One of my life philosophies is do shit. Uh-huh. Just do things. So like people always ask us, I'm I'm gonna buy an investment condo. What's the best place to buy? I'm like, well, what are you looking for? I just want the best investment. <laughs> what the fuck? You're like, well, I can't predict like They're I can't go 20 out. years in the future. <laughs> yeah. Like do a pro forma for every single property in Greater <laughs> Vancouver give you- for 20 years from now. Like, if you were to call me three years ago and you said, mm-hmm. I want to buy a house in Maple Ridge. I would have said, okay, it might be like a decent investment, but it's not going to be as good as Burnaby East yeah. Van. But fast forward three years and Maple Ridge is a fucking fire right now. My it's bananas. Parents are probably billionaires. It is bananas. <laughs> I met with they own uh, a house. They probably, uh, I met with a young couple who we sold their condo in downtown New West in 20, 20- 17, I think. They bought a house in Maple Ridge for 710 in 2018. Met with them last Thursday, maybe Wednesday, a couple days ago. And we're list we're doing photos at their place on Monday. Yeah. For and it's listing at 1.1. So in three years, they made four hundred thousand dollars. Where are they gonna go now? They hope. Well, they have two like kids that are maybe 12 and 10. 13 and 11, kind of in that range. And they just don't want to do maintenance anymore. Mm. So back into Strata? Yeah. They'll probably go to townhouse. 
which is a pretty good transition because their house in the last three years has made $400,000. And now come back to the And the, the city. Strata. Well, no, they like Maple Ridge. They like, oh, okay. Pitt Meadows, Maple Ridge, they'll probably stay. But that Strata has probably gone up 150 in three years versus 400 in three years. Yeah. But like, I can't predict that. Mm-hmm. It's like saying, what is the best crypto? In 20 years from now, I want to invest $10,000 today and I want it to be 10 million in 20 years. Yeah. Tell me which crypto. Yeah. Like, it's a stupid question. It doesn't question. work that way. It's a stupid yeah. question. Like, yeah. Yeah. Everyone would be rich then. But, <laughs> exactly. If everybody, if somebody knew. But the people that, people that do the best long term are people that do things. Yes. Not people that yeah. ponder too many op- options mm-hmm. and never put anything in ever, ever. Right? Yeah. Just keep doing things, right? Do what you think is obviously make an assessment at the time. Do I like Poor Moody long term? Do I like Coquitlam? Do I like Pitt Meadows, Maple Ridge? What what do I think today has the best long term value? Mm-hmm. And do that. But like things change over time. Yeah. But as long as you keep doing things, like that stupid first newest condo I bought, I bought it for two seventy two, and four years after I had it, it was worth two sixty. Mm-hmm. So it went down, and then the next twelve months. It went up 120 grand <laughs> and I sold it for 380 Whoa. that next year. So I made a hundred grand, but like just because I did it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you just do something. Yeah. I don't know. I remember my dad, I, I was like, yeah, I'm going to buy a condo. He's like, why? I'm like, well, I don't want to live here anymore. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, no, you should do something else. He's like, you should do these mutual funds or like, some oh bullshit. my God, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going <laughs> to buy this condo because I want to live there. But like, just keep doing things. I don't know. My boss has a good uh, motto that I've taken from him. And it's bet on yourself, bet on yourself being better in the future, right? So like, maybe like for me last year, I just lost my job and I, but I was like, oh, well, I'm just, I'm going to put a down payment on a property. I'm just going to bet on myself that in two years when this thing's built, I'm going to be in a better spot and I'll be in a position to. It kind to of motivates it. you, right? Yeah, it motivates you. Yeah. I love and that. And just work towards that goal of being able to, in two years, being able to afford that or whatever. I do whatever you got to do to get to that point. Mm-hmm. When I was five months into real estate, I bought a Audi yeah. SUV. <laughs> And I had no business buying this thing. I probably had like four or five grand in the bank. And I had a thousand dollar mortgage a month. But I just felt that I was getting better. And and I could see like how well Jamie was doing. And I could see that like I had a lot of opportunity here. And literally the only variable is working hard. Yeah. And I was very capable of that. I was like, well, I can't drive this stupid like two-door cobalt. Like I was driving like a Chevy Cobalt two doors <laughs> to pick up people. Yeah. Like fold the seat forward, yeah. put them in the back. <laughs> That's not take them to see the six hundred thousand dollar condo. It just felt strange. So I was mm-hmm. like, I need a nice car. I'm gonna buy a nice car. And I'll just I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. Yeah. yeah. Just Yeah, just bet on yourself, man. I like that a lot. Yeah. That's it. Do shit, bet on yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can we, we mentioned crypto. We have to get into crypto because you are my crypto god. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. Godfather. It's a crypto godfather. <laughs> Definitely not an expert. <laughs> Where, a few things I want to ask you. One, like why? why? How did you get into it and why? So we can you want me to go there. on that? Yeah. yeah let's uh, start there. So last year, I think last year was a turning point in a lot of moments, but 
Carl, good thing we put this fucking light on. It's yeah, been, I know. It's, it's getting been dark. dark it's midnight. I told you, we're going to 1030. <laughs> I was like, what the hell's going on in this world? You can't just freaking print money and not expect any repercussions. Right? So I was like, something's going to come out of this long term. Like, it won't be tomorrow. won't be next year. Something long term. You can't just start get, handing out people money as a government and not expect anything, any repercussions, right? I think a lot of people don't understand that. They don't understand that, like, the more cash there is, the less valuable your cash cash is. is. Yeah, exactly. Which is why, newsflash, real estate is booming. Take take a picture, like, step away and look at it from a macro point of view. Not, like, from a micro where you're looking at one house. Why is this house worth 200,000? Why is it... Why are you getting 20 offers on it and it's going for 200,000 over asking or whatever? Don't look at it from there. Like, back up. The government is handing out billions of dollars. So there's billions of dollars more within Canada. So why wouldn't everything that's material be worth more when you when people are bidding on it? Yeah. Right? <clears throat> so my theory is like any assets, any anything material put your money into depending on your risk for me i'm like i'm at a point where my risk tolerance is really high <laughs> <laughs> it's a good spot to be in isn't yeah it? it's, like, it's exciting I'm, yeah exactly because so i'm the exciting. same spot i'm yeah. in the same I'm like i'm not gonna i'm not putting money that i don't own so this is all my money. I can still live. I can still right. pay my bills. It doesn't affect yeah. your day-to-day life. It doesn't affect my yeah. day-to-day life. Yeah, I could save that money and do something else with it. But why not? Like, I'm young, relatively young. Let's let's ride with this. It's fairly new. It could, like, I think for me, it's like, it's risky, but maybe it's it's just as risky not putting, like, taking a chance and not putting your money into this, like, why wouldn't you take a chance on a new developing thing? Like the internet was new at yeah. 30 years ago, right? Mm-hmm. People who put their money into like tech stocks, that was risky. Mm-hmm. Crypto is just as risky, but you still got to be smart with it. Like, There's a lot of coins that disappear. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Dogecoin is Do- I was still on say, fire, man. Yeah, just wait tomorrow, till... Yeah, yeah, tomorrow. Tomorrow, Elon's uh, hosting SNL. Tomorrow? Yeah, and... Doge is his, is his, his little uh, buddy coin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's his thing, right? So that's why. Yeah, that's why everybody today it's up twenty percent. Doge yeah. doesn't have any real value there's because no value. there's, there's no real world problem that it's no. trying to solve. It's not a techno new technology is based on nothing. It's just out of thin air. It's a meme. It's a meme coin. Yeah. Yeah. So did like the founders pay Elon to boost it? Or no, what? I don't think so. I think Elon just. Willy nilly picked it as like it's just, it's just silly. Yeah, just, just smoked a joint one day. <laughs> Shit. He's such an interesting cat, eh? Yeah. Remember? Yeah. Remember? Have any, you invited him on the podcast? Yeah, I have. Yeah, I sent him a few emails. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I got a couple of bounce backs. <laughs> remember when he uh, built that stupid flamethrower? Yeah, he just started selling flamethrowers. It's so random. Yeah. <laughs> and what is his, uh, What's that company called? The Boring Company. The Boring Company. 
that Dude. bores holes in LA for the underground freaking <laughs> whatever he's doing in these days. <laughs> the underground tunnels over there. Yeah, the speed trains or speed highways. I'm not, I don't know, he, he doesn't pique my interest totally. Too, too much. I'm so interested because he just is, his brain just works differently, differently. than yeah, totally. anyone I've ever met in person. Yeah. So I want to like un- try to understand a little bit more. I don't know if even if you had a conversation, I don't think that would, you would understand after no. one conversation either. Maybe understands the wrong word. I just want to like, un- like absorb. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I just want to hear how a completely different mind I mean, works, is. Yeah. Where comprehending he's like this world, go to Mars while you're trying. Literally, to that's what he's up to. Sell a property, totally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just a completely different world. Yeah, right. He's trying to fix the world. Yeah, I'm I don't know if he's to trying like, to fix. Fix is probably the wrong word, but he's trying to do otherworldly things. Yeah, where we're just like pretty content on this, and not just one be the thing. Best. Multiple. Yeah. I want to be the most successful yeah. in Port Moody. Well, he's like. I want to be the most successful on in the universe. Yeah. <laughs> that, but that's that's very interesting to me, right? Yeah, because I don't think I have that. I, I have I like I have no interest no. in being the best realtor in the world yeah. or like business person in the world. I, I, it's not my thing. I don't like like a Gary V. Let's say in entrepreneurship, yeah. like that's not for me. But I really like listening and like trying to understand what. What motivates those people? What motivates a Michael Jordan or a LeBron or like a Tiger or yeah. like yeah. those types of people that are that have that? Like Tiger from the day he was like three years old is like, I'm going to be the best golfer the world has ever yeah, fucking right? seen. Yeah, yeah. And you're a little right. kid. You don't really understand what hard work is no. and like all this stuff, but they just has, have it. I don't think he's trying to be the best at anything either though. I, th- I don't think that's like what's motivating him. Do you think he's just living life and he's just I killing think he's it? That's just like, oh God, I like. This is I'm cool. We can go to Mars. Let's, yeah. try, let's make it happen. Elon, yeah. Yeah, because it's not like, I don't, like money doesn't really motivate him, I don't think. Mm-hmm. He's got too much now. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, it's not like he, like, he just owns the biggest portion of the most expensive company, right? It's not like he's. Even on his last podcast with Joe Rogan, he was talking about like selling everything that he has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He yeah, doesn't yeah. have any properties or anything. Like, yeah. So it's not like he's cash rich. And Joe's like, why are you going to sell everything? He's like, I'm just going to sell it. Yeah. He's like, well, for what purpose? He's like, I just don't want them anymore. <laughs> for like, for what? It's like, just seems complicated. Yeah. Just <laughs> like materials what? are getting in his way. Yeah. Who knows? Weird dude. Just don't give him a joint. Yeah. No, give him more joints. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Smoke them up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why, like, the it went down 20% the next day, the but then could be pulled since tomorrow, that, yeah. it's gone up 600%. Bro, that was the best time you could have bought Tesla stock. Totally. Back yeah. when he hit that joint on Joe Rogan. Yeah. Jesus, man. Is it down now? It is down. I don't know what it is exactly, but Can it peaked at like it? eight something, right? 800 bucks a share. So 800 something. Mm-hmm. I'm going to guess 600 now. I think it's somewhere in the 630s. Yeah. Tesla. It is six seventy two. Stocks are trash. Crypto. <laughs> <laughs> it's because stocks close on the weekend, man. It's I know. Twenty four seven. Okay, so is that twenty four seven crypto. High? What? So 
you started so this I, thought process with it, coronavirus. Yeah. And how yeah. much money they... I was like, well, I need to protect myself Mr. Somehow. Trudeau. Yeah. And people around the world. It's not just our country. Yeah. But everything. Do the states give out as much money, though? Per capita? They are now. It seems like Canada gave out a ridiculous I think Canada's way more. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think we... The we states were never given out. I heard like $1,300 check to some people. Like, yeah. I didn't I think it was like anything. recently, like since Biden was in. Yeah. But nothing like here. But Canada, yeah. It was just like everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, Are your business 75%? Yeah. I mean, like you, you guys took advantage of one, right? One of them was so dumb. It's like, it was like, if you're, if you're a small business, you get 20K and you know, a loan, it was a loan, but you don't have to pay back. No, something. I think it was 40,000. I think it was 40,000. And you have to pay back 30,000 within two years, interest free. And if you pay back thirty thousand of the forty thousand, you get the ten thousand for free. Because <laughs> be worthless. So like you so just took I, the forty. I remember gave hearing. Back 30 I remember hearing and- this, and I called Jamie. I'm like, "Is this a real thing? Like they're just going to give out ten grand to people for free?" He's like, "Yeah, I guess it sounds like that." Yeah. I was like, "Should we just accept it?" Yeah, because like we're a small business. Yeah, we have employees. You have to. Our business has been affected significantly. Like April was is yeah. a month that we usually do twenty five deals. Yeah, and we did seven last year. Well, when they close open homes, it's going to affect you. But it's you, a problem. Totally. Yeah, the long. I mean, you're not going to be. And we don't know how you're long you're not going to be immune last. from inflation. Totally. <laughs> so they, everybody else is taking advantage of it. Totally. Regardless, I guess we just have to remember to pay the thirty grand back, though. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because otherwise, we have to pay forty grand. Yeah. Back. <laughs> But they give you two years, interest-free. It's like yeah. the end of 2022. I Which think. is even crazier. You could put that towards... Crypto. L- crypto, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it would be probably 200K by the time. <laughs> the fluctuations in crypto are crazy. It's you so fun. You see how much Ethereum went up? Yeah. Are you rolling that? Yeah. yeah. Nice. You love I Ethereum, bought, right? I bought, I, <clears throat> I bought a little ETH a, couple, a week ago or so. I'm mostly Bitcoin Ethereum. Yeah. Ethereum's at 43 Almost forty three hundred. You got to talk. It was five hundred bucks, man. Like six months ago. Talking US. Talk USD. Yeah. Okay, it's thirty five twenty eight. Thirty five twenty eight. Yeah, yeah. That's sweet. Brenton has some. Has quite a bit of ETH too. RSR. So where's that though? RSR. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> well, there's lots. I, I mean, Chainlink RSR. <laughs> Ocean dot V chain vet, yeah. Can you explain some I've, of these? I, I've bought that, before. yeah. What is link chain link? Uh, I mean, that's why I say I'm not the greatest person to ask all this because I don't know a ton. You'd have to each each coin, uh, or project has a white paper and explains everything about it. But chain link is like a financial. Financial technology. I'm just looking at it right now. It's, yeah. It's crazy, man. Looking at the last, like, few months of most of these companies is like this. <laughs> yeah. Can wild. you show me a company that's gone down? I know. It's Everyone's wild. winning right I, now. I, yeah, I know. We're in a, just a massive bull market. Get your money out of the banks. Put it into something. Something is that scary though? Material. No, it doesn't have to be crypto. 
you can like anything agriculture uh commodities silver <laughs> silver gold whatever it is whatever you, is within your risk tolerance put it in that cuz you won't be immune whether you like it or not it's happening we ain't stopping and we ain't stopping printing money no it's like the global warming stuff everybody wants to be net zero by whatever date yeah. so they're going to be that's not cheap <laughs> that's not cheap <laughs> We're not choosing the cheap option here. We're choosing yeah. the most expensive. <laughs> the only way to, to make these promises as governments is to print more money. You, you can't get it by taxing people. You would, we, they would, you'd have to tax everybody 100% of their money. <laughs> so that's not a, it's not, literally is not a possibility. So they have to print more money if they want to reach these goals of theirs. And so it's, it's not stopping and then that money funnels its way into housing, into stocks, and into crypto, yeah, right? That's exactly. why everything's going up right exactly. now. Yeah. It you have to look scary. at a macro, like, pull yourself out of your little, it, yeah. like, your own world. Look at it from, like, a world view, a country view, whatever. Make your decisions that way. That's the thing. People are like, Smart. oh, Take- the NDP is not doing anything to slow down housing in Vancouver. But then you look at like they Florida, you look at like United Kingdom, they're all seeing high level prices. Yeah, like yeah. this is a it's world not, issue. Exactly. What the hell it's are not, they going to do here? Yeah, it's not a Vancouver People don't issue. get it, man. Yeah. It's not an NDP issue. No. It's, it's, it's a world thing. It's happening, whether you like it or not. It's comical that people think that the provincial government has that much power. Like everything that they've brought in the last five years, yeah, has been comically poor. And like to this, like just income inequality thing is is nonsense too. I like income inequality to me is a good thing. This is probably controversial, but it's it's good. You should your your goal as a government should be to raise the standard of everybody. So all the low level income are higher than the low level income of other places. Mm-hmm. All the medium are higher than the medium of other places because you still want competition. You still want people striving to be the best. That's what creates productivity as a civilization, mm-hmm. not having everybody on one level playing field where everybody sits on their ass. That's communism. Yeah. Right. And where you just take handouts all day long and nothing gets done. Mm-hmm. You st- like having a society, you need levels. And whether you like it or not, you got to have poor people. And poor people, as long as it's because we just, you don't want to get rid of social uh, welfares and stuff. Like you still want to take care of everybody. We have great health care here. You keep that kind of stuff, keep social benefits, whatever, help, help the poor. To a certain degree, but you still need each level. Like we're going to have immigration like we've never seen before. Mm-hmm. Trudeau's goal is to have like a billion immigrants, which is fine. It's good for real estate. It's good for real <laughs> yeah, estate. Exactly. exactly. Which is only going to increase real estate. Yeah. Immig- immigrants are good for l- low level jobs. Like these people coming from poor countries. Mm-hmm are good for low-level jobs. Like their society doesn't run without these and jobs, And it's not right? a bad thing. Like no, these people are coming from, they can't see across the street because there's so much smog yeah. and it smells like garbage. Well, and they're used to making $1.50 like a, yeah. a day. Exactly. And they're Crazy just hours. making 10, 12 yeah. bucks an hour here. And like making ice caps for me. Mm-hmm. But 
it's like a good life for them. Mm. Right? It's not a bad thing. So I think in an income inequality is a good thing. Man, I like, I look back at like any successful person I know worked in a shitty job at one point. Yeah. Like I worked yeah. at RBC, it's, which fucking And it's not sucked. just immigrants doing those. Yeah. It's, it's young people. Yeah. That's like, yeah. that's how you start. You got to have a bad job. Yeah. You can't say, you're not getting hired by the people, best company. I hear this all work. the time. People are like, how am I supposed to raise a family on a minimum wage? You're not. But like. Yeah, that's exactly. You're supposed to start at minimum wage and yeah. work your way up, right? Mm. If if you're like your whole life's at minimum wage and there's some kind of issue, yeah, exactly. something's going on. Yeah, you suppose. Yeah, you gotta work your way to the a point where you're not on minimum wage, mm-hmm. which is not hard to do. <clears throat> no, it's think. like not rocket science. <clears throat> some you people gotta, hate the conversation of capitalism, but like, I know the. The theory behind it is so, it's it's a winning formula. Mm-hmm. It's like the harder you work, the better you do, the better you are at whatever field you are, you make more money and you yeah. grow, like you're yeah. better. And yeah. if you suck, if you like, don't do your job right, you die, right? People yeah. stop using your service, you exactly. run out of money and you close. It's like if you're faster than the other kid, yeah. you win the race. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. well, Some people I don't, don't like understand. That. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, crypto. Talk to me more about crypto. Where are you learning all this stuff? Because basically, you're my source. I also, I get some sources from Carl and from uh, the only place to Chase. Chase, yeah. The like the original place to get your crypto information is Twitter. Would you agree? Yeah, you just all the white Twitter? papers and everyone's so active yeah, on white Twitter. Papers yeah, and tw- like Twitter, but like lately, I've been less on Twitter. Twitter's and I don't like use me. Twitter myself, but I like I'll just like look at other things. I'll Re- follow things. Reddit's pretty good. Reddit. Oh yeah, I haven't done that. Um, but like Twitter is just like just spam central. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everybody that's in much. the crypto game yeah. is just like everybody's just spamming what yeah. they think, and it's just like that means nothing. There's no like actual information here. But uh, Mike created a Discord group, which is. Oh, shit. Like a Reddit thing, I guess. Yeah. Can you explain to me what Discord is? I've heard you say that before. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's like Dis- a social... N- Discord is like... Dude, Discord started for video games so people could talk to each other. It was like a Skype for video games. Huh. But then it's been developed... video? I thought it was an app. No, no. It's, like it's a, an app. It's an, uh, a messaging app? Yeah. But so like you would... you would like the, the first initial point with it was like to get your friends in like a chat room so you can talk while playing video games. Like a but WhatsApp now, group. Exactly. But now it's just like developed more and more. You have like groups, you have channels, you have all this stuff and pe- everyone uses it. Huh. Yeah, so it's a channel. I've, this is my only one I've ever been into. But so... Discord. Yeah. So it's only... The one that he created is for Reserve RSR. Hmm. So that's where I get a lot. And there's there's lots of people in it. And then there's like different channels. So it's, there's like altcoin channel where yeah. like people are talking about all the other coins. And then there's a bunch specifically on reserve, like price and long-term growth and uh, charts. So like a couple people will have privileges. Have We've it. used it before. I you think we've it? talked over it. Says it says Denny, and then underneath it says legendary. Yeah, we've used Discord before. There you go. I forgot for what, though. What does that mean? <laughs> so, like, there's a couple Sorry, people who have go. privileges for, like, putting in charts. So only if you, like, know what you're talking about, 
do you okay. get those privileges? It's just like a community. It's right? community. Yeah. Sure. It's like a clubhouse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where moderators get to talk and the other people don't. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But everybody gets Everyone to like talk, talk yeah. in in a, in some of the. Yeah. Um, there's only like there's a couple channels where like they'll block it off for certain people only. But so that's where I get a bunch of information and then or just like an idea of something and then I'll like research it more and. Because my work, I'm doing like 20% of what I used to. I just, all day at work, I'm just looking at this stuff. <laughs> so it's came at a good time for me. Are you long-term or do you day trade a bit? Uh, long. Uh, I think everybody at some point when you get in, will day trade. you get the itch yeah. of like doing a trade or two here. Yeah. But I think... From what I like, understand ten percent of traders actually make money. Mm-hmm. So I'm correct. Yeah. I'm not in that. Uh, not in that game. I think it's just fun. So it is fun. all I know about it is, is Bitcoin and RSR. Yeah, because I've been following that for a few months, and all I'm watching is the number of RSR to Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. So when it goes low, like one thirty-eight. Yeah. Have you traded since the your last that one thirty-eight? Mm-hmm. It's You're back waiting. down to one thirty-nine. Okay. It was up to like 168 or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, I know. It went to like 95 cents USD. <laughs> or not 95 cents, 9.5 cents. Yeah, 9.5, yeah. Yeah. And then it went but that's all came I'm back watching down to like 8. And so I've done like a few trades back and forth between those two coins. Yeah. But that's it. Yeah. It's so it's fun for me. It like is. It's entertainment slash investing yeah. slash... Being involved, educational, right? To- totally, mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. Some sort of like like the online financial system is being created as we speak throughout mm-hmm. the world. Yeah, it's coming whether you like it or not, and this is just part of it. Yeah, there's still like scam meme coins or whatever that you probably want to stay away from, and <laughs> um, like the Doge coin or whatever. But, <laughs> but like inter- the internet early days was like scam central. Exactly. Right? Yeah, people getting hacked. Left right yeah, yeah. How long have you had Bitcoin? Because you were you were pretty early. Fuck. Yeah, but five I lost years. It. No, like. Yeah, probably five years, four years, four and a half, somewhere around there. I was involved in the crash in 20, 2018, 2017. <laughs> so. You lost it. Well, it fucking went it. down so much. So you you sold it. I had the, my issue was that I had a bunch of coins. Like I was like trying to be a little smart ass and a lot of those coins disappeared. They were like, weren't valuable long-term or kind of meme, I guess. But like Bitcoin went from like 19,000 to like three and a half thousand. Like it was a big drop, but now I got it all back. You just got to hold on. you didn't sell it any any Bitcoin? No, Hold on for dear life. Yeah. Sweet. Five years ago when you bought it, what was it worth then? What was I paying for it, eh? Oh. Even like, no, but even like when it dipped, I remember buying it on dips and I, like I'd be buying Bitcoin when it was like five, six grand. It's hmm. crazy. No, it's like 10 it's times. 70. Yeah. yeah. Just well, wait till Canadian. Like, yeah. US. But ETH is uh, there right now. Just wait. Like ETH actually, <clears throat> Bitcoin is just like a storage of value. It's like kind it's of just gold, gold right? Yeah, exactly. They're like an online version of gold. Bitcoin, but ETH, or Ethereum, Ethereum is, like, is like an actual plat- as a, yeah, platform. The companies will use it and yeah. yeah, develop it and whatnot. So you never know that could that 
one day could overtake Bitcoin. Who knows? And so uh, you think I should buy Ethereum? Yeah, I'd say expose oh. yourself to Ethereum. Also, the guy who created I Ethereum a is a is a unique guy. Who is it? He's like some like young Russian dude who yeah, like grew yeah. up in Canada. Yeah. And he's like a is genius. He on podcast? Where can I hear this guy? I think he was on a CBC interview or something. CBC. Yeah. Look him up. I, yeah. he, Maybe he, he has a podcast. Why isn't he on Joe Rogan? I don't know. Joe he's, should invite him. But he's like one of those like Elon Musk. Like he's like different. He's a different, different dude. Yeah. Different thinker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because he's like the youngest. The Vitaly. Or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. That that was like something recently when Ethereum just took off here, right? Man. Yeah, that word makes no sense to me. It's hard to fathom billion. I know, right? Like when you hear Mr. Trudeau is giving out billions of dollars. Billions, yeah. It doesn't even make sense. The guy's 27. Biden, Biden he's Biden. 27? He's 27. Yeah. <laughs> and now he invented this and like so many other coins are using the Ethereum network and creating their yeah. own I systems. think I would fuck right off if what? I got a billion dollars right now. Fuck. I'd be on an island. I think he, no, I don't think so. Dude, no. This is just the beginning. I think for you, would just, you would just uh, like secure yourself a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So instead of one hundred percent of your net worth being in this, <laughs> you would take out fifty percent, put in something else. Probably buy yeah. your house in the fucking Caribbean. At this moment of time, I would probably be somewhere else. But you'd still keep going. Yeah, I'd keep. Going. But right now, with all this bullshit happening, I'd get a couple I'd be somewhere else. Get a couple yeah. beavers, Until some otters. <laughs> What? Get some beavers, some otters. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Take a He's 27. 27. And Joe has to have this guy on. I'm going to email Joe and be like, hey, I, I, started, I have a podcast. I'd like to have you on one day, but this is not the reason for this email. I think you need to talk to this Ethereum fucking guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't, he has know. Everyone I don't know anything about him, but... About him? Yeah. I like to learn about him. You know, this guy, just he has like over a billion of just Ethereum in his wallet. So he probably has more things, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he has a billion dollars worth of Ethereum? Well, if you create yeah. the coin, right? It's, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, you can see in crypto, you can see the wallets. Yeah. And how much are in each wallet or whatever. But you don't know who owns that wallet. Oh, you don't know who owns it? No. There's just no, I guess, like your wallet number to name. There's no directory or anything. I don't know, 20-digit string of numbers, yeah. Numbers and letters. But when people move anything, you can see everything that's happening on the network. Exchanging hands or like when things are taken off of uh, exchanges. Like when that's a good thing for price, right? When people take the coins off of exchanges, put it in their wallet. That means they're not looking to trade it. You have a hard wallet, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So they're not looking to trade that for a long time. So it's like so being good. taken off the market kind of thing. So that's good for price. There's less of it going around, right? Essentially. Yeah. The opposite of what's happening in cash here. Yeah, so I should exactly. take my Bitcoin off and then my Bitcoin will go up in value. There you go. <laughs> uh, no. I mean, your Bitcoin, that might go up in value, but not because you take it off. It could be. <laughs> <laughs> then there's less available. True, but it's only available <clears throat> on the exchange if you sell it. So you, those, all these people could keep it on the exchanges. They could put it back on the exchange and sell it. Yeah, but they could keep it on the exchange and not sell it and just keep it there like we do right now. Right. 
uh, it's just a sign that when people take it off, right, that they're not looking to sell. Yeah, which it usually is a push up and press. I don't think I have enough to make a difference. No, I don't. Dude, think. talk talk to me in ten years, man. Yeah. <laughs> when we're on our on our private yacht in the island somewhere, yeah. you think so? Yeah, just uh, it's long term, man. Keep buying. Yeah. Keep yes. buying, man. Keep I buying. think so. <clears throat> this is the early early days of the internet, right exactly, here, man. Yeah. What should be the goal? Let's use our uneducated perspective on this stuff. Mm-hmm. You could think about and say this. for like, all day long. No, 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 not daydream. But like for a a random citizen in Canadian in Canada, what? How much should they put into crypto every year? Right now, like, like should you put a thousand bucks? It depends in where you year? are. It's all your based on your risk tolerance. I'd say at least ten percent. Ten percent of your income, yeah, or disposable income. Disposable. Dis- disposable. Ten percent. Mm-hmm. It's hmm. interesting. That's a lot. Like for my, that's quite a bit. Is it? I think I for feel a, lot, like, a lot of people. But your cash like, is losing value. I mean, what else I are you going to do? Yeah. You're just going to hold on to your cash? But let's say like, what does the average Canadian make? 50 grand a year? Say roughly? Your probably housing more. costs are probably 20 less, grand. Less? I think it's less than that. I think it's really? less. I think it's yeah. less too. Oh, Canadian. Really? I think so. Okay. Let's say 50 grand. Your housing cost is two twenty thousand dollars a year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sixteen hundred, seventeen hundred a month, whatever. I mean, if you're talking fifty k before tax, yeah. So then you only you're taking on forty. Your disposable and half of that income is going to your disposable house. income is probably ten grand. Yeah. So ten percent is one thousand dollars. That's a lot. Yeah, I mean. Depends what you want to do, but your risk tolerances and right now there's, there's so what many else factors there yeah. to freaking do. So you might as well. Unless you're gonna renovate your house, yeah, and get a crypto. Just keep doing shit. That's yeah, my thing. exactly. <laughs> do yeah. shit. Yeah, do shit. I mean, the Try worst thing you can do into shake bay is just have cash <laughs> yeah. in a savings account. Get your money out of the freaking banks or RSP. Or yeah, <laughs> it's wild. It's a funny little scenario to be in when you like start like you start gaining a little bit of success in your industry what do you do next it's an interesting thing yeah like because I don't know much about crypto I'm learning from the godfather (laughs) and I don't know much so don't take (laughs) (laughs) but like do you balance do you go like real estate, stocks, crypto, cash? Yeah, everything but the last one. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> zero cash? I was going to say. Yeah. Man, zero. dude, literally, mm. I keep the minimum amount. That's what Alex of- D'Angelo said, too. He's like 500 bucks in his account. And then yeah, the rest I mean, is dude, just. That, I have like. 500. He yeah. says he gets his mortgage down and then he has 500 extra. Everything else is invested. Yeah, yeah I keep Jesus. under. Two grand, under but two grand. You could just sell it and pull it if you need to, right? Yeah. And if you're investing through your TF- TFSA or something, you don't even pay taxes on it. Yeah. What do you need cash for? Once all your bills are paid? Yeah. The rest of it fucking goes in crypto. <laughs> or whatever. I think we're just going to wreck it, Denny's I, level of t- like tolerance right here. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, 
I would just say it is secure. It's secure conservatism. Mm-hmm. But conservatism is a key word. Right. Mm-hmm. Like the Canadian dollar is strong enough that it's not going to go down from whatever. Yeah. Let's say it's 75 cents US, or US right now. It's not going to go down to 45 cents overnight. Tomorrow, it's no. not going to be Venezuela here. I, no. no. Yeah. Yeah. no. <laughs> right. No. So it's conservative versus mm-hmm. putting money into Bitcoin. Like if that goes from 58K US to 52 tomorrow, I wouldn't be surprised. No, me neither. And I've been watching it every single day for the last like yeah. six months. Yeah, I would not be surprised either. Versus if the Canadian dollar went from 75 to 65, be like, huh, that's a big fucking, that's a big yeah, jump. That's I haven't seen that in a long time. Ever. Yeah, that's yeah. never happened. Yeah. I don't know. So it's, yeah, conservative. It is. But you, it's, it's a guaranteed loss too, right? It's not going to grow in inflation. You're losing your money. Mm. I mean, I would say go look at like Bitcoin, Ethereum, any stock, whatever. Open up the chart and look at the last 10 years. I was looking at Bitcoin yesterday, even like the 2017, 2018. It's just a little blip to what it is now, yeah, man. I know. <laughs> and I'm just talking to me in 10 years like, yeah. fuck. Yeah. When it just Ron keeps Carl's going up. Carl has like nine. How many Bitcoins <laughs> do you have? Six? No, I wish, man. <laughs> I've asked Carl that question like as a joke six or seven times. He's never told me that. <laughs> I'm guessing he has 1.5. That's a lot of money, man. That is a lot. My boss yeah. has like somewhere between one and two, which is sweet. To always have one would be really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To always like keep one. <clears throat> Based on so. Did you listen to our Chase Theater podcast? To which one? Chase. Is that the crypto, crypto guy. dude? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've listened to that one. So based on what he said. Yeah, it was like 100 after, and then back down to 20 or something. Yeah, he said he could see both 100 grand being reached and 20 grand this year. Yeah. He's just not sure which one's coming first. Yeah. And after he said that, he, I left that podcast and I'm like, by the end of 2021, I'm going to own one Bitcoin. Nice. And I'm just going to wait till Chase is right because he was right on the last one we had him on like a year and a half yeah. ago and he was literally bang on of what happened that year in, in Bitcoin I don't think he's going to be right on this one but who knows who knows you never know <clears throat> maybe the vaccines don't work and like people get sick and yeah. now the, everything fucking goes on who knows yeah. I want to own one yeah are you going to wait a bit I just I feel like something has to happen right man no you're not buying it right now not not in excess yes yeah exactly like I'll keep throwing a little bit of money in like every month but if it went down to 20 grand, I would think I'd be pretty aggressive. Yeah. yeah. The perfect yeah, time to buy. It's yeah. on sale. <laughs> Not even 20. Like right now it's at 58 K US. If, if that went down to 35 K US, I think I'd be pretty aggressive. But I think your mindset is like as one of a successful person, right? Because some, someone else would see that and be like, oh shit, I've this lost everything. Yeah, no. You can't think of it. Yeah. You just got to think like, what's it going to be 10 years down the line? Yeah. Like Carl and just yeah. be like, Use that as your baseline, unless you're, unless you're, in, if unless you're in a position where you need the money, need the money. Yeah. Right? That's Which, not a position you want to be in. Yeah. So th- I think that's the problem for a lot of like Canadian people. Like that extra ten grand they have every year that they're saving mm-hmm. on their fifty thousand dollars salary. That is a, like that's a significant amount of like life changing money for them. So if like they're not investing ten grand into Bitcoin every year. They're investing like 500 bucks. Because after you pay your bills, you're everything, right? It's just... It's, 
for me, it's an amount of money I'm putting in that if that went to zero tomorrow, it's not going to change my mm-hmm. life in any way. Yeah. Correct. That's how you should look at it too. Yeah. But it's so much, it's fun and it's like almost entertaining, but it's investing and it's, it's not a get quick, a rich quick no, scheme no. thing, right? I mean, if that's I'm, what you're like, expecting. I never plan to pull this out yeah. unless I'm like yeah. 55 Until and now my portfolio money, is worth right? $7 million. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Mm. Unless, yeah, unless it's like used for a specific purpose. Probably investing in something else, right? Yeah. Maybe you get another house or oh, something, oh, right? Oh, or, yeah. That's like what I would do. But just moving assets. I think I would sell my home and put it in Bitcoin. Where are you going to live? You don't need it. Just on the streets with your wallet? Doesn't matter, bro. I got nine Bitcoins. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. All right. Should we wrap up? Let's do it. That was good. Yeah, Carl's got to go for a run. Yeah. <laughs> Keep sponsoring Carl, guys. Please sponsor us. But and choose Alex, me. Alex, our team, yeah. Choose me over Carl if you're going to donate to our cause. That's fucked up, dude. Carl's only going to put his link in the podcast notes. <laughs> <laughs> Choose me. <laughs> Thanks, Carl. Thank Love you, Carl. You. you guys are the best. You're welcome. Thank you. Setting this thing up should be its own podcast. <laughs> <laughs>